Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is... Alicia Edwards. Alicia, how's it going? How are you doing today? I think I'm getting sick. What? That's not what you want to hear when you first start a, I was drinking. Episode. I was drinking a little something here. I was drinking some emergency. Some emergency? Yeah, I'm supposed to go out of town next week uh-huh. because my mom today is her birthday oh nice happy birthday yeah, happy birthday mom if she's listening yeah. she's not she's very not tech savvy <laughs> okay doesn't do very much tech but she just turned 70 wow that's impressive it is and my dad's throwing her a surprise birthday party oh cool because i guess the 10 years are really big in the korean culture and mm-hmm. so three of my four siblings and i and our spouses are all going out to colorado for a birthday party that she doesn't know Colorado, my goodness. Why why Colorado? Because my older sister lives out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I hope she doesn't listen to this episode when it airs <laughs> because the birthday party will not have happened yet. Oh, that's good catch. Good catch. I'll keep this a surprise for no, you, Alicia's family. Tell my mama. No, be bad. I did call her today, though, because if I didn't, I would never hear the end. That'd be such a, a bad child not to call your mom on her birthday. Good. Well, good. We, we know you're not like that, so that's good. I joke that I'm the favorite. Doesn't everyone claim that they're the favorite? Well, I sometimes think that there's some accuracy to my claim. <laughs> oh, okay. Y- your siblings might think otherwise, but uh, we'll go with that. We have no reason not to believe that. I think at least one of them would say he's not the favorite. Oh my goodness. Well, awesome. Glad to hear all that's going well. Once yeah, how again, are you? Hey, I'm doing well, you know? I No, no complaints on my end, so. Nice. Nothing as exciting as that. No. I was gonna say, and I know you're excited for this episode today. I mean, I'm excited, <laughs> but I know you're like especially excited. You know what? We we claim a lot. We're excited for episodes, which is true. Yeah. 100% accuracy. We are. But it there's something that's just that a little bit more magic when you have like a certain connection to your guests. I was going to say, and you've got like a bunch of nostalgia coming out. Like so much. I can feel it. Right. This is crazy because we, we have a very close childhood friend of mine from many years ago. We go way back to like high school. This is a close friend of mine from back in the day. But this is exciting because he is the founder and CEO of this wonderful organization. He has brought the president of their music group as well. And I'm excited for this episode because we are branching out. Normally, we try our best to touch on many different facets of the acapella community and all the different angles you can come at it. But I'm especially excited because today we get to talk about something we've never talked about, or hardly ever talked about. We mentioned it before. We haven't had a real legitimate discussion, but we're talking about the spoken word, the art of it. And my friend today, as well as other exec member that he's brought along. They are, like I said, they're part of this wonderful organization that's doing some big things out in Oklahoma with spoken word. So joining us today, we have Tavian Blakely, also known as Bleak. He's the founder and CEO of Poetic City. And joining us as well, we have Just Fresh. He's the president of Poetic City's music group. How are you all doing today? Good, good. Awesome. It's so great to have you guys. We like to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the day we're going to ask you guys, how's everything going? I'm I'm like, oh, it kind of sucks. Oh, well. I don't think that's ever going to happen, fortunately. I don't think so either. (laughs) But yeah, as I've mentioned, me and Natavian Bleak, as I'm going to call him today, we go way back. And man, like I said, I saw tons of potential in this guy, but I had no idea. Art, artistry and spoken word were like in this guy's future. And now he's just like taking off with it. So this is incredible. This is awesome. And 
man. So we're going to jump right into it. Let's get the show started. We're not going to wait any longer. For both of you, both uh, Bleak and Just, can you tell us a bit about your background in performing? I want to start there. Do you all have any experience with music or singing in addition to, you know, all of the artistry stuff that you guys do? Well, for me, poetry started for me in 2013. Me and Just Fresh, we were working on the road with each other doing some IT work. And, you know, Just Fresh, he always knew how to rap. You know, him and a lot of the co-workers we worked with, we, we had like a little mobile studio going from hotel to hotel, doing <laughs> nice. all this traveling. And they'd be recording tracks. And, you know, I didn't want to be the guy just sitting on the bench. I wanted to be involved. So I would try to go and write my lines, you know, rap. But it's just something about the beat that I just feel like kind of just constrict your words. You know, you can only put so much into the melody, into the rhyme. And that just wasn't really for me because I always like to tell a story. I feel like I'm a storyteller. And so just fresh, you know, he pulled me to the side one day. He goes, man, what you do is really like poetry, you know? And I guess I've always been a writer, but I've never really put a genre or a brand on it, you know? So when when I remember, I remember like the next couple of weeks later, I went on my Facebook, changed my name to Tavy the Poet. You know, that's, that's what I started out with. I was like, yeah, I'm official. I'm a poet. <laughs> But it makes it official, you know, once you do that, yeah, there's no turning back. Yeah, I walk in love, Jones, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> And before I wanted to do any type of performing, man, I wanted to be a, a author. So I was staying out there at Grand Prairie around like 2015, and I would just write. I would just write. I came up with like 100 poems, like 150 poems. And I'd be typing them up on my wall, writing more content. And then my friends in Texas would motivate me, like, man, we think you should go do this open mic. And so 2016, I went to a place called Natty Roots in Arlington. It's, it's closed down now because uh, they hit their seventh year. They called it the completion year. So they had stopped. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was a live spot for open mic spoken words. So it was my first time. And one thing I told myself, and this is for artists and poets who fear, you know, memorization. I told myself I will never go perform reading. Like I said, I have mm. to memorize. I'm I, with I said him. I feel like if I'm reading, I don't got that same energy. Like I'm too focused on the words. And then my hand, you, I can see my own hand shaking, like read <laughs> all that, you know. So I'm, like I gotta go up there with it memorized. I can't tell you for me how much of a strain it is to watch like musicians like you sheet music like on stage because I'm, I'm with you whether it's sheet music or reading a speech and having that paper in front of them I'm like no get away from that yeah. I'm with you I think there's different types of music where it can be acceptable if I'm watching an orchestra on stage I can appreciate them having sheet music because the reality is if they're performing like a 16 page symphony they're yeah. not all gonna have it there are exceptions for sure but like so much that they're not just focused on the paper I played the violin growing up so I like I, I can kind of really there but I totally agree with standing up and doing poetry and spoken word and like what Brian and I have done with like acapella music I can't ever remember seeing an acapella group perform with music oh I've seen it it's it, it sounds be. awful and I don't want to take away from the power of reading because at the end of the day words got power at the end of the mm-hmm. day you know but I just feel like there's so much more you can bring to life you really perform it you know like how Tyler Perry does with his plays you can really bring that thing to life when you have it memorized you can it's just so much meaning more doors you unlock but that's just if you're trying to level up that way you know some right. people it's just therapy some people they just need to read it and say the words you know affirmations things like that so I, I, I totally get it but then I ended up getting on the stage and I spit my poem and it was like <laughs> after, after every couple of bars I just hear the crowd go mm. yeah that validation yeah I'm just I'm just feeling all this power and then after that I was like oh yeah 
I got to do that again. Yeah, it's a rush for sure. So I, I want to bring Just Fresh into the conversation because Bleak was mentioning his early days and kind of watching some of what Just Fresh was doing and kind of want to get involved there. Can you share with us your experience and your background in performing? Well, my journey was a little bit longer because music is really hard, tough. I was from St. Louis. And so when I was in middle school, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably around like 2003, 2004. Nelly like the biggest thing. Everybody wanted to be like Nelly. Nelly and like battle rap. Really like Nelly and the St. Louis Trolls in St. Louis. So I used to practice every day with me and my mom. She helped me practice my rhymes. And I'd go to school and I'd be waiting for my turn. And every every time it was my turn to go to Bellarine, I had to go to class. Um, they just <laughs> taught me that I just had to be ready. You have to stay ready. You had to go get your opportunity. And I kind of like put it on the back burner for a while. So when I was in college and it was one of my classmates by the name of DJ Skip was a rapper campus and I ended up being his hype man. I knew like all of his, um, his, um, his bars. I knew like word for word like better than he did. I just loved being on the stage and like the more I went through college the more people were like man you should you should do music. You're really good. You're really good. And I really didn't get a chance to really pursue it until I came into Oklahoma City at the college in 2013 and I ended up going on the road in 2015 and that's when I was able to you know we had a mobile studio so I was able to really like make a lot of music that I, I had more access and the rest is history the rest is history we was able to come back and created a way to city and end up giving me access to form on a regular basis and get my name out there before you knew it, we got poetic city for the city music wow what a story man what incredible stories from both of you guys yeah thank you can you tell us for both of you what your roles are within poetic city even though i mean we talked about titles but can you let us know what your roles look like and what your typical responsibilities are like during any given week so me being a ceo owner of poetic city i mean I feel like i'm, I'm always networking I'm always trying to get our next mission going. I like to uh, have a certain amount of events performed in a year. Thankfully to, uh, you know, the grace of God, uh, we've been able to perform several times throughout the year for the past three years now. I like to go recruit artists to try to help bring in talent, to try to help inspire other people. That's the biggest thing about Poetry City to me at the end of the day. I want to inspire as many people as we can to go chase their dreams. Because I feel like I'm normal, just like the next person. And I feel like all the difference is, is that the way for me to dig in and work hard and really go chase it, you know, but I feel like anybody's capable. And that's the point of Poetry City. We trying to show people that sometimes you just you might have to lean on a friend. You know, that was big, another big thing about Poetry City, I didn't want to do it alone. I wanted my friends around me. I wanted to get to know other people. I wanted to mesh everything and show people that it's always going to be some ugliness around, but maybe we just find some type of middle line, you know, ground. We can still build up and build up. And that's one of the things that's been going on within Party City. But uh, from roles as far as, like I said, getting shows, recruiting artists, developing new ideals, being able to uh, do brand development for the artists, doing workshops within the community, make sure we do a community work, make sure that we just disperse in love all throughout the community. And we've been branching out too, so expansion. We just added healthcare vision and dental to Poetic City. So that's, that's another, awesome. Yeah, that's another great achievement. How big is the organization? Like how many members are, I guess, on y'all's team? Right now we have about 20 of us. Okay. And and is Poetic City something, because like I, I know 
you know, just from listening to you, how big of a, a task this is. Is this like what you do full time? Like, is this what you're focused on completely? Yes, this is my this is my full time job. Okay. Now I am blessed with a support of we have a family business, too, with Sam's Warriors Moving Company. They're a really great business. But me and my stepfather are putting that together. It's allowed me to be able to have stability and be able to focus on my dream a whole lot more. You know, I got really good. I say about the past about the past year and a few months, I've, I've been doing just straight Poetic City. You know, I haven't had to go to Sam's Warriors, but it's good. Nice. It's nice knowing I still got that support behind me in case I have to dig in. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm normal. Started from the ground up and I got to I got to get there. Right. Right. I understand that. And just fresh. Talk to us a little bit about your role as the president of the, the music group. Well, um, so as the president of the Poetic uh, City Music Group, really my role is just to be a resource for the artists on the roster. Gather other resources for them. As an artist, especially as they developing music, there's a lot of takes to even get close to being industry standard. And that's what we try to do is train the artists for the next level. And so not only our resource, be able to help out the artists with branding and merchandising and creating content that each artist has a team. And I guess also move on. Leading as an example, my artist. Okay, perfect. We can't so, forget that. Right. So I really want to jump into this conversation now on spoken word because what I found interesting is I guess last year is America's Got Talent had their their winner was a, a spoken word artist. If I remember this correctly, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but when he was kind of blowing up, I just found out that a lot of people in my circle had no idea what spoken word was. You know, I, I knew what it was because as a, a kid and you know, given the community I grew up in and having the diversity that it did, you know, I was just exposed to spoken word at a young age. So I at least knew what it was. But for our listeners out there, can both of you shed some light on what's your definition of spoken word? His name is Brandon Leak. Brandon Leak. That's his name. Thank you. Thank I mean, for me, spoken word is spoken word is everything. I call I consider life a way of poetry, a way of life. I consider everything poetry, poetry, emotion, you know, body language, how you speak, how you choose to express yourself. All that is poetry to me. You know, I, I, I use this phrase all the time. I don't care if you love roping cattle for a living and do you know how to duplicate it? Can you teach it to somebody else? Is there techniques to it? I consider all that poetry, you know, but for when you get down into a uh, spoken word, I just feel like it provides you that platform to really get your stories and your truth out and not be judged. People People can really relate to you in those moments. You show a lot of vulnerability, you know, and these are, we grew up in times where showing vulnerability was looked at as weakness, you know, but the spoken word kind of overpowers that and, and, it, and it motivates people to, like I said, express their truths and really, really heal, really heal. Yeah. And for me, that's something that I, whenever I think of spoken word, I connect to what you just said there in terms of it being kind of personal and just getting your truth out because I rarely have I seen spoken words not be impactful, not like really reverberate within you as you're listening to them it's it's for me it's impossible not to 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 listen to a spoken word and not feel something at the end of the day because it does feel like someone is sharing a piece of who they are and it's not just another you know another performance at the end of the day because you know it's so easy and we talk about this quite a bit on our show and i reference this a lot going on autopilot whenever you're performing whether you're singing whether you're acting whether you're dancing whatever your art is it's so easy just to get up on stage and just to do it because you practice it a million times, but are you going to bring yourself into that? And I really like that you're talking about, you know, finding that truth, finding that meaning within you. So I, I definitely connect with that for sure. Just Fresh, do you have any comments on, you know, your interpretation of spoken word, especially from being the, the musical element to it? What, what does it mean to you? Well, 
Well, the CEO is really good. He likes to touch all points. But um, piggyback off of what he said, spoken word is a form of art, and art is everything. And so when you think about it, spoken word is one of the original forms. Art got to perfect, and we're still trying to perfect it. other ways to be creative with it. And so for me, it's like an infinite portal for creation platform that allows people to and, and, and to hit on that too that i do want to explain for example you know fresh you know i know him more for rap you know what i mean but i feel like spoken word even has the ability to touch you know different lanes as far as lyrics and the way wordplay goes too as well you know now the only thing that i kind of think it's a little different about spoken word is i think spoken word is a little more different than traditional poetry you know i feel like traditional okay. poetry can be more about nature the stars things like that but spoken word allow you to get a little more gritty a little more grimy so the the subject is uh, you know a bit I, I, I don't know if this is the right word but just like deeper and darker almost is that what's, what's the best way to describe darker it? in a sense but i guess yeah. from your range of what you can speak about kind of kind of opens up it sounds to me like spoken word there's an element of vulnerability to it that you're not going to find with traditional poetry if i'm understanding it correctly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay Okay. To look at the the kind of structure of it, because yeah, I'm trying to you know distinguish between everything here, and I, I guess when I um, listen to it, like I'm thinking like a sonnet is probably an iambic pentameter. I'm a little bit of a nerd. I, I imagine that spoken word has a lot more flexibility than traditional poetry. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's that's dead on right there. Perfect. So I, I mentioned that from what I'm understanding, it sounds like there's a little bit more of an element of vulnerability there. So it sounds to me like spoken word comes from a deeply personal place, as if the art artist is letting in the audience in on something that's maybe secretive that they're just revealing for the first time. So can you share with us, in your opinion, does spoken word always have to be presented in such a way where someone is maybe sharing a part of themselves for the first time? Is that standard or are there just as many fun, I mean, uh, funner what, elements? Many funner elements. For example, uh, if you ever go on YouTube, look up Poetic City, you see we do a thing called PC Dramas. And it's where we pretty much we conduct skits based on our poetry so it's whatever the topic is for the pc driver you know so say we did woman empowerment we would have like conversational talks and be acting while we're also spitting like powerful poems to uplift women you know and it doesn't always have to be your secret or your truth like for example we did one targeting because we like to target issues too within the community so we did one targeting abuse and i feel like one of my better poems that i wrote is called uh, i don't want to go home and it's about it's speaking about pretty much the son he son's in high school he has a younger brother he has a, a stepdad that's beating on him and the younger brother and even speaks about how the mom doesn't do anything you know so the brother feel like he can never leave and he's speaking with his mentor about getting to the point to where he's ready to do something that could be ultimately, you know, destroy his career and where he's headed. And um, that my parents are great to me, you know, that never had happened to me. But, you know, hearing some of the stories and stuff, I'm able to take my gift that I feel like God gave me and use it to target that issue of abuse, you know, and be able to speak deeply on somebody else's behalf because it's always somebody who's afraid to use their voice. And that's what I love about us spoken word, too, because it allows somebody like me to speak for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what I get from it. It doesn't always have to be uh, be your secret. Yeah, I, I really, man, I, I, 
like I said, so much of that resonates because I, I'm listening to everything and I'm, I'm seeing the range. I keep thinking about range when it comes to spoken word. It just seems like there's so much to work with there. And, and I do want to continue that conversation, but unfortunately, we're going to take our first commercial break. But don't go anywhere. We've been speaking with Bleak and Just Fresh from Poetic City, and we're going to continue speaking with them right here on Talkapella. Justin Glodich has done a lot in music, directed a collegiate group, performed on a reality TV show, and now he's in the classroom as a music educator, and he's got a show all about it. Aka Education focuses on how to bring contemporary acapella into music classrooms, and you can hear it right here, Thursdays at 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West, and again on rebroadcast Sundays at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. East, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. West. It's also part of the Acaville Podcast Network at podcast.acaville.org. And welcome back to Taco Pella. Yes, we have been here speaking with Bleak and Just Fresh from Poetic City in Oklahoma City. And it's been just a really fascinating conversation so far. Brian, I'm sure you are a little bit more familiar than I have been with spoken word before today. But I feel like I'm just, I mean, you learn something every day, right? I feel like I am learning from a fire hose right now. Yeah. And even with my limited knowledge, because I kind of, I found spoken word, you know, like watching tons of YouTube videos. I remember like deaf poetry jam and stuff like that from back in the day. And so, yeah, all of this is kind of just refreshing my memory, but I'm learning so much that I, I think I had certain perceptions of the art that Bleak and Just Fresh are just really enlightening me on. So this has been oh, great. Oh, totally, totally. Something that has stuck out to me through our conversation so far is that I feel like there's a lot of elements in spoken word that I've also, th- that I also feel like you find in acapella. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, we talked about how with spoken word, it can be anything. You can do anything. And then I think of acapella where y- you literally, your voice is your own limit, whether you're beatboxing or imitating an instrument or basically anything under the sun. So Bleak and Just Fresh, can you share with us, what are your perceptions of acapella music? And do you follow any groups or have any favorite all vocal songs? There's no right or wrong answer, Sarah. There's not. There's really not. a curiosity to see how much you've been exposed to the art, I guess. No, I do like acapella, acapella singing. That's definitely one thing I had to try to get away from was encouraging so much acapella and getting to where I was liking the comfortability of artists doing their words to instrumentals and music in the backdrop. And and I I actually like it. I I like it both ways. Uh, I really can appreciate, especially I really love when women sing. I really love like R&B and things like that. So I really can appreciate a woman's vocals acapella wise. And I don't have no favorites i just i'm always on youtube just catching different different things man i love watching like different covers singing seeing how people sing them it's just so many beautiful voices out there i don't follow no no just a general group i just go on youtube and i catch different different things so bleak i don't know if bleak is keeping it real with us because i remember back in the day one of your favorites used to be shy's if i ever fall in love i do remember you trying to hit those the high notes on that song Back when we were younger. Okay. <laughs> right. Car ride to school. Tim, but I, I think I, I used to know where my limits were. You know, I, I recognized when I, I wasn't having a good day. <laughs> was up. You used to know where your limits were, so you oh, don't now? Is that what you're telling us? I, I don't know. I guess I'm a bit, a bit more of a, well, I don't I don't know what I'm saying, if I'm being honest. A bit you know? more of a risk taker? You know, I, I've always been kind of a risk taker, but I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here, but... 
That's what's real cool about open mics, too, man. Seeing a lot of people come for the first time and, you know, you see them try to get comfortable. So they do, they sing acapella a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's some talent. It's a lot of talent. Right. Appreciate that art. What about you, Jess Fresh? Do you, any experience or exposure to acapella music? Oh, well, I love acapella because, as I said, beginning of my music career, it was a lot of battle rap involved. And that is one of the forms of acapella music. And I followed a lot of battle rappers. And now one of the biggest ones in my era was Hitman Holla. So we went to the high school together. Front row, Mike Tyson. And so we start talking about acapella. I think that it ties in well with what we do because these are original forms. The instruments, the sounds are what draws us in, what the voices are. And I think that's what acapella reminds people. Yeah, I love this discussion because I love how we get to see the the other side. It's not just about creating, you know, just the, I guess the, the melodies through, you know, song with your voice, but also the power of words, which you really get. You get the emphasis with spoken word. And I, I think that's what I'm picking up from what Just Fresh is saying here. So, man, I really like that. So a couple things we, we've talked to a couple groups in the past and we are learning that there's more and more vocal groups incorporating spoken word into their live performances. So in a previous episode, we spoke to the executive team of a festival called Boston Sings, and it's a popular acapella festival that takes place every spring. And we learned that some of their most memorable performances from the past year involved spoken word. So can you share with us for groups that are looking to pair spoken word with singing, what are some tips that you can offer them on how they can truly deliver an effective performance? Like just first I said earlier, for one, just be yourself, be yourself while you're going into it. Find what makes you comfortable. For me, you know, I like more of a, a slower tempo. I like more of a slower tempo. I like something that allows me to tell a story. I like to take dramatic pauses. Like I got like a whole play in my head when I have music going on behind me, you know. So really, I say just find your niche, you know, and I feel like that's what any art that you do or any artist that should always try to find their niche. So going into it, just try to find familiar circles that still bring your poetry to life the way that you see it. You know, even when you're reciting your poetry, start visualizing it. If this was a movie right now, how do you see it? Because you can bring that same energy to the music, to the melodies. And and I have a question just to follow up that because you mentioned you're, you're talking about the pacing and you like the more slower tempo type of uh, flow when it comes to spoken word. And whenever I listen to a lot of songs and acapella music and, you know, I hear a lot of judges comments at these competitions, they're talking about silence in your performances. Is that something that's appreciated in spoken word when people like, you know, take the time just to let things settle and not say anything? Or do you want to continue that flow? It's definitely it's always appreciated. You you know, and it, and it, it goes off of how you sell it to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're really killing it, you got the whole audience thing drawn and then, you know, you give them a pause, you got them just waiting for the words to come out, you got them where you want them, you know, that that's, that they're going to probably be snapping in the middle, like, come on, we ready, we ready. But, you know, that all that's great energy for you. But, you know, now if you're like forgetting something and, you know, you're showing that, you know, you're forgetting and it looks like it's awkward silence, then yeah, that's when, you know, it can look a little like, all right, come on, run it back, run it back, you know. You want it to be purposeful. Yeah, yeah, but but no, like if it's purposeful, just put some acting into it, you know, really sell it, you know, don't just go silent, you know, sell it, you know, give them a reason to respect your silence. I think a better word I was thinking of is intentional. You want it to be intentional. Give them a reason to respect your silence. I love that phrase. I'm still in that. 
I like that. Man, that's great. What about you, Just Fresh? What can you offer? Because like I said, this is the challenge, especially with acapella music is you have a group of singers that are simultaneously trying to create music with their voices. But at the same time, they also want somebody out there doing that spoken word. What's a tip that they can utilize? Well, I think that one of the main things is understanding that you have to become the acapella and the music have to become one horizon. Because me, myself, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not a rapper, artist, someone who does acapella, or someone who does poetry, the power of our voice. I find a way to try to become one with the instrumental, one with the music, or being made on the computer. I try to be one with it. Once we understand that everything flows, you know, it's not two things messed together, but just two things becoming one. And once that happens, that's where the magic starts. Yeah. And to add on to that too, man, something like Just Fresh, something I think is really awesome about Just Fresh, he, he's so versatile. And what I mean by versatile is, for example, I gave him a topic because it was an art event we were doing. So the topic was art. And I was like, hey, I need like a four minute crack. And he, he never turns me down. And he comes to the show and I mean, nice beat, you know what I mean? And he spits a whole soundtrack about art, motivating people to go purchase art, motivating people to go buy books, talk about art, talk about merchandise, talk about building up your community. Then we even have on YouTube, y'all can check it out, it's called Tribes of Poetic City. And it was our dedication to Chadwick Bozeman, Black Panther. And so we got, we had a tribe of like inspirers, a tribe of builders, a tribe of architects, and a tribe of uh, monarchs, and a tribe of healers. And Jeff Fresh was the tribe of builders. And so I'm like, Fresh, I need a soundtrack about building your dreams, your ambitions, like building everything up, you know, putting the work in. And him and Anna Meraki, man, comes up with this beautiful track, man. And it just correlates so well. And that's what's so dope about it. So I really understand when he said become one because you really take on that person, that character. And I mean, he, he puts it on the track every time. And when you can be versatile like that, you can be in any setting. You know what I mean? Any mm -hmm. setting. Whether, you know, it's uh, black, white, Hispanic, like you, you know how to adjust to different cultures as well. So it's really about bringing whatever you can do to bring that performance to life at the end of the day. Like I said, really creating that message almost. I'm curious because I know one of the things that a lot of especially young artists struggle with, especially in the, the collegiate scene, is this idea of original content, creating something for themselves versus doing a cover. It's a challenge. And even, you know, whether it's whether you're just getting into acapella or you've been in it for years, that can still be a challenge for sure. A lot of the original stuff that I've heard are quite good. Yeah. And so I, I think that People are afraid they won't be successful, but they absolutely can't be. I have a question then for for y'all to the host, because y'all seem real experienced with acapella. How does that gap between the older generation and the newer, newer generation, how how do y'all see, what do y'all feedback do y'all see a lot of times as far as how the older generation feels about the new upcoming styles of acapella? I'm totally stumped. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I look like I'm probably part of the younger generation, but I'm probably like somewhere you know, in the like, middle. like, for example, the older generation is yeah, I get like what you're today's saying. rap, like mumble rap, you know? There's a similar, I guess, a similar thing going on in acapella, because I consider myself right in the middle, because I still started off as a purist. I love pure acapella. You know, I, I didn't really care a lot for the overly produced vocal 
vocals and a lot of effects with music and things like that. And I just loved acapella how it was. But, you know, being somebody who's so involved now and I, I have so much exposure to groups, whether I'm writing reviews or promoting other groups or doing shows like this, I've grown to appreciate more of the newer style. And so I think that there's a great deal of the older generation, I guess the, the older people who've been in acapella for a while, who they definitely appreciate the changes and the evolution. We've spoken to people that say they love the direction it's heading, but at the same time, you're always just going to have people that there's a certain there's a certain element of nostalgia and that you just get from music. There's a certain feeling, there's a certain connection that just resonates when you're listening to something from back in your day that just like, no matter how hard anyone tries, they're not going to be able to reproduce that whatsoever. There are people that just toe the line. Well, I think, I mean, just to kind of echo what you've been saying, Brian, that nostalgia is great. I mm -hmm. think it's really important to know where you came from. And for acapella, I feel like knowing what Brian's referring to is like the pure vocals that has to be there in order for it to progress. I think if you totally disregard the older generations and what they've done to bring acapella as far as they had, it wouldn't be able to continue to go where it's been able to go. I actually really like the produced side of things. I think there's a lot that that can do for acapella groups. Like I think it helps a lot with exposure, but I also really appreciate the side of it that's not so much produced. If I see an acapella group's music video and it's really fantastic, really spot on, and then I see them perform the same song live and it's <laughs> like not even close, it's, yeah. it is very disappointing because you know that what you were hearing was mostly production at that point. So Yeah, I'm with you. I think the raw talent has to be there. And to add on just, and this applies to what we're talking about today with the spoken word, you know, you look at the older generation, they would have never thought to add, you know, spoken word to a piece. And what we're seeing at these festivals and events nowadays, like I said, it's part of that evolution, but there's no way they can, they can't deny what's going on. They can't deny how incredible of a performance it is to see the new innovations that are coming within the art. Like I said, you're going to get people on both sides. But at the end of the day, if it's something really good and something that really just helps to further the art, I don't think anyone's really upset about it. They can appreciate it. So one of the things that we were talking about original material and like I said, spoken word, man, when you're watching someone that it looks tough. It looks serious. It looks like you got to put the time in to really develop that part of the brain there. What can you give us and what can you help us with to just kind of understand how do you go about writing a, a you know, for spoken word and how can groups out there just begin to even think about writing an original spoken word piece? I would just say, man, just be ready because it can happen at any time. Like I, I've written poems in the weirdest places, like riding in a U-Haul truck to work was for some reason, every time I would go to work, Work in this U-Haul, poems with hit me. And now I'm at work, kind of work, move furniture, but I want to stop for a second and type some more. So I, I feel like it just hits you at random places, but I always say, you know, give yourself a spark plug sometimes. Watch a movie. You know what I'm saying? Think about your favorite actor you want to be. You know, when you just sit down and you write about whatever topic it is, challenge yourself. Don't get caught up in the rhyming game. And I mm, say that because I feel like when, with spoken word and poetry, we don't have the, the restrictions with the beat. So allow yourself to really tell your story. Paint it all the way out. Don't just say, you know, this moment was sad. No, nah, yeah, I can relate to feeling sad, but I don't know why I'm sad. Tell me what happened so I can really relate to we in the same shoes now. I've been through that. I, I've experienced that right there. So in order to do that, you can't just get caught up in rhyming. You have to be able to break that barrier and tell me what's really going on. 
So that's something I would challenge. I would challenge them to do. What would you say the balance is in terms of how many spoken word pieces rhyme versus those that don't? I feel like a lot of the people who've been doing it for a while, or and, and it's and not even just spoken word, because um, you know I know some music artists that they feel like the rhyme, the rhyming is a trap. But I feel like it's very a very catchy and easy thing to do. So and I don't blame people when they go to it because I started off like that. My my book sometimes I, I cringe when I read my book, not because like the message is the good because the way I wrote was so rhyming I'm like I don't write nothing like this no more you mm-hmm. know so I feel like you start to appreciate the better way you're writing too you know and you always want to sharpen and keep keep elevating your pen but I feel like um, a lot of people that start out trying to figure out their flow and stuff and it's more than just a six month process you know a year process when you really find yourself you might be caught up in a lot of the rhyming so I wouldn't be surprised if it's more rhyming going on than actually telling the stories you know what I mean but I feel like people always progress and learn the more they keep writing and writing they want to tell more adventure and similar to what bleak is talking about just have you noticed your writing has that evolved have you seen that progression in your writing or do you like to write in a certain way that you've always just kind of maintained well it's practice for me you know i'm the opposite of ai you know i do a lot of practice and for me i'm always listening to an instrumental you know i really listen to other artists music and like an nba player practicing this rhyme scheme so that i, I just have different rhyme schemes that come to my mind because i've been practicing and then when i go to perform you know the whole time i was practicing i was practicing so my advice to people is practice and if you want to do it print out the sheet music you know why they said what they said so you can see the pattern and the rhyme scheme you apply your own only through practice and the repetition way um, trying to get close to perfection so you've shared a little bit about what you would recommend groups do to try to incorporate spoken word and what they can do to write spoken word for their performances is there, i, I kind of want to ask about the flip side of that is there anything that you'd recommend groups not do while trying to present spoken word or trying to arrange it or write it for their groups don't overthink it yeah that that's so that sounds so much easier said than done i feel like yeah i feel like for a lot of groups who aren't who've never done it that's the first thing they're going to do is like let me spend like 12 hours trying to create this most artists excite themselves out you know read a big crowd small crowd it's like just make yourself make so i always say i ain't get on no stage read no poem memorize your work memorize <laughs> your work don't do that to yourself we won't ever see you on stage with a piece of paper is what i'm hearing don't do that to yourself but you know if you gotta do it just really go over your work make sure you go over a bunch of times and then i'm something i encourage artists to do you don't always got to feel like you got to bring something new every single time you go perform don't be afraid to do your old writings perfect that don't be afraid to go over it again find a different style for it maybe you rewrite it and it's 10 times better you know don't be afraid to go back to them old gems or to the beginning because a lot of times you go back to the things you wrote a long time you look at like oh man i was i was saying something here yeah i can fix it up some but this was a nice piece you know what i mean so don't be afraid to go back and perfect it because at the end of the day i don't perform in oklahoma a bunch of times but i still feel like any performance is somebody who ain't heard what i wrote before whether it's an old piece or not so we just got delivered the same that's a good point so we got we have just about a minute left here and i do want to get this question because i do think it's very relevant to a lot of acapella groups in your opinion and both of y'all's opinion are there any genre genres of music that would be challenging at all to kind of pair spoken word with do you think spoken word kind of just goes with any type of music or what are your thoughts no honestly i think spoken word can go with any type man honestly it's just about figuring out that flow and stuff but at that point that's on the artist you know the challenge of the artist to figure out but it's not that poetry don't go with it it's just you gotta you gotta find that avenue okay 
So hypothetically speaking, a group wanted to take on a rock song, they could throw in spoken word in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me electric guitar. Yeah. Can I slam it on the stage when I'm done? Whoa. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know if we were going that far with it. It depends on whose guitar it is. Yeah. I don't know why I just got the, like, the mental image of Prince, like in spoken word for some <laughs> random reason. It was the first thing that just came to mind. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. Well, there it is. Groups try whatever. Make it happen. Well, it is time for our second and final commercial break of the show. But don't go anywhere because we will be right back with Bleak and Just Fresh for some fun here on Tacapella. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to, wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. Thanks for sticking with us. We are here on the final segment this evening of Tacapella with Bleak and Just Fresh from Poetic City out of Oklahoma. This next segment, we have a couple traditions we like to stick to on the show. The first section is where we get to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, where we get to question you. We get to grill you. We have 10 rapid fire questions. You don't know what we're going to ask, but the first thing that comes to your mind is what we want to hear. So Bleak and Just Fresh, are you ready? All right. (laughs) Brian, you ready? I'm always ready. I'm taking it away. Question number one, what is your favorite activity outside of performing? Playing basketball. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Something something athletic wise. I'm with you. I like it. All right. Next question. What is the best meal you've ever had? Lasagna is my favorite. Oh, okay. Okay. I can respect that. My mac and cheese still top it yet. <laughs> mac and cheese is hard to like find a good a good I love some recipe. Gumbo, all right, all right. Question number three. Who was your first celebrity crush? China from WWE. <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that. Interesting. Okay. I, I think it was Nia Long out of the movie Friday. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite poet or author? Rudy Francisco for me. James Baldwin. I was really hoping one of you was going to say me, like literally me, like yourself, <laughs> that you were your favorite. Question number five. Cats or dogs? Dogs. dogs. Yeah, nice. All right. All right, man. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. I actually <laughs> Sorry, have Lisa. two. It's okay. I have two small cats that are down here by my feet. We're, we're cat sitting for some friends this week and they're just so well behaved. Like a couple episodes ago, I'm getting on a tangent. I'm sorry, but I had my cats just running around and I think Brian was like, Alicia, chime in whenever you want. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. They're all over the place. But these two have just been sleeping, which has been great. Yeah. That's how cats should be. Just like, you know, you shouldn't even notice that they're there. These two so. are just like so friendly and so loving and just so calm. I- I'm with you. I'm glad y'all said dogs. Okay. I, I, love, I love dogs. I just don't have a dog. Sure. Okay. That's what you I don't have us. a yard. I couldn't do that. Okay. And you're going to continue not having a yard for what, like 20 years? No, no, no. Give it like five. Okay. So anyway, back to the questions. Here we go. All right. Fill in this blank. I feel most alive when blank. I'm on stage when I'm with my son. Those are both great answers. Those were great. Question number seven. What is the title of the last piece you performed in public? I am the definition of needing a woman's touch. Was that enemies? 
Man. Which would you choose between the ability to understand any language or control an army of squirrels? We always had to have like the most random question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I want to go with the language. Okay. Hey, I'm going with language because you could probably learn squirrel. You probably could. <laughs> what are you doing with a pack of squirrels? Man? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, one day, you know, something just happens. Yeah, like, hey, I need some backup here. And hey, you got your nature. I don't that's know. what you're doing with a pack of squirrels. Squirrel mob somebody? Wow. It can be scary. Yeah. I'm like, no, nobody messes with squirrels. Come on. But okay, I can respect the answers here. He said he would also do the language. Yeah, I know. I know. Both said. Learn squirrel. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm upset nobody chose squirrel. Yeah, but okay. Army of squirrels running across the street. And I was going to say, I, I, would, I would peg that on Brian. I would say that's all him. I'd be like, what'd you do? Wow. Wow. All right, qu- question number nine. What would you win in Olympic medal? F- you said Olympic medal? I sure did. Um, inspiration. Okay. Look nice. at these like deep answers we got here today. I know. I like it. All right. Final question. Do you have a dream venue you'd like to perform at? I don't mean, know why. I've always wanted to do like the BET show, award show. I always wanted to go spit on, spit on that show. <laughs> Great places. I like it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for that round of rapid fire questions. As always, it's it's always entertaining i love hearing the oh it totally is it totally is i've always said it's one of my favorite things about the show because there's just so much laughter around it oh yeah that did not disappoint and i and i love putting people in awkward situations <laughs> would you rather control an army of squirrels or be able to understand which i don't know what i was thinking here but anyway we always like to end the show by giving our listeners something that they can walk away with something that might be uplifting something that allows them to think a little bit more on the conversation we've been having just something to keep in mind so we're going to pose the same question to our two guests today bleak and just fresh if you could offer our listeners some advice what would you say i would just say chase your dreams no matter what i feel like nowadays it's so hard to earn people trust if we can change that narrative and start learning to trust the next person and start coming together i feel like we can really make change it could be multiple movements it doesn't all have to be just one person's movement but i feel like if we could just start meshing and bonding bonding together we can accomplish a lot more. Like I said, the CEO has a, a habit of hitting off point. That was my, I wanted to say chase your dream. But I guess, yeah, I guess I tell them to believe in even the great book says. So as long as you believe in yourself and um, your purpose and why you're here, um, nothing can stop you. Nobody can get in your way. That's great. Great, insightful advice from both of you guys. Thank you so much. If our listeners wanted to learn more about you individually or learn more about Poetic City, any events, any projects you have coming up, where could they go? Uh, they can follow Poetic City on all social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we even have a website, poeticcity.org. We also have a, a, a curriculum too, a curriculum for uh, the Educational Department of Oklahoma, but also can be, it's an online curriculum, so you can apply it to whatever workshop or classroom setting you have and that's on oklahomaartcouncil.gov um go on there check out our online pc curriculum wonderful wonderful yeah we'll be sure to check that out be sure to go give them a follow they're doing some great things out there not only for artists but for the community at large and that's wonderful to hear alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go you can find me on instagram at e.squared1989 how about you brian follow me on twitter at the brian alex brian with an i go follow talkapella on twitter at talkapella two P's, two L's, and check out our website at talkapella.org. And as 
always, go give Aquaville Radio a follow. They're the wonderful platform through which we stream through. We want to thank our guests so much for joining us today. We want to thank Bleak and Just Fresh for coming on the show today, talking to us about spoken word, sharing with us their backstory, sharing with us just so many tips and so much great advice. You guys have been a pleasure to speak with. Listeners, if you've been listening to this episode, follow what they're telling you. This can only help you evolve your performances and just bring so many new, I guess, eyes and ears to what you're doing. So thank you both so much for coming on the show today. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Of course, of course. And that's going to do it for today's episode. For everything else, stay tuned.